Hi, I'm Molly Rennick from Living Dead Girl, and you are listening to today's Boondoggle. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's Boondoggle radio show. Uh, as you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to, uh, our anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at, uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our youtube channel our rumble channel and our BitChute channel please follow subscribe comment and download and please consider checking out our sponsors. If you uh, support our sponsor, Dream Nutrition, you can receive 10% off your order by using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. So Dream Nutrition, they're a veteran-owned and operated company as well. So please support them and receive 10% off using the promo code BOONDOG10. Thanks for your time and thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle. And on the show today is Robbie and Vicky of the band Sixth Sense. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Thanks for having us. We're doing great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, good to have you. I uh, um, was checking out some of this stuff and I wanted to get into that. But usually when I have somebody on for the first time, I, I like to uh, get a quick background. So originally, what did you guys want to be when you grew up? Mm-hmm. originally oof. <laughs> i think you probably wanted to be a million different uh, things i wanted to be a million different things yeah. when i was younger i wanted to be a, a soccer player playing in like one of the european clubs or something <laughs> that was one of my first things then i also wanted to be a professional wrestler uh which i am doing now i'm also doing that too so that that's very cool uh it definitely wasn't music it definitely wasn't music but yeah i was one of these kids who was like i could be this i could be that so maybe i should just be an actor instead so i can play all these roles (laughs) because yeah i wanted to be like a pilot too i think if if all else failed i was going to um learn how to fly planes and helicopters that's what i wanted to do (laughs) yeah uh for myself i don't i don't think i had that as a kid you know how a lot of kids are like, I want to be a doctor when I grow up. I didn't have that. I was just like, I want to play. I want to have fun. I want to get through school and I'll figure it out. And I think 
uh, I actually did get into like an economics university. I dropped out in the first month. I hated it. Um, I think it was just music. When, when I heard heavy music for the first time, that was the first time in my life that I knew this is what I want to do. Nice. And then like, when was that for both you guys where like the music bug caught you? Uh, for me, it was late middle school, early high school. That's when I started discovering heavier music. Yeah, and for me, it's uh was at 13 years old. Uh, I was uh, playing video games, and a lot of the soundtracks in those games had a lot of heavy bands and music. Uh, and that's how I discovered a band like uh, Slipknot, and it led me through this like wormhole where I started getting into heavier and heavier bands. And I was all about that. I'd drive my mom crazy every single night just practicing heavy vocals after school. And I was doing it as a hobby for a long time. And then like I kind of getting into music and taking it seriously and professionally it kind of happened by accident later on in life but i kind of fell into it and i've, I've been here ever since so it's been a ride <laughs> nice was mom like get ready to call the the local pastor for an exorcism or something when you're practicing <laughs> vocals uh she she just come in and yell shut up <laughs> show me her own vocal <laughs> <laughs> nice this is how you hit that note take out the trash <laughs> exactly <laughs> nice and then like when did you guys start like getting uh serious and starting your own bands and everything for me it was definitely uh later uh like i said I, I got into this economics university which was at the time i was living in greece and i was on a small island like fifteen thousand people maximum there was like maybe three other kids in my entire high school that listened to heavy music so there were no aspirations there so I got into the university that was in Athens, like the big, the capital of Greece, 5 million people. And that's all I cared about. I just cared about going to the big city so I could meet people that also like metal music, that we could hang out and stuff like that. That's, that was it. And I started, so I started around the age of 19 or 20, maybe trying to do stuff. Um, but it wasn't until... 25 or 26 that's when it really kicked off for me and I started that's when I joined the agonist for example and you know music became very real suddenly I'm touring I'm writing music in the studio and meeting fans and social media exploding like that's when it was very real for me yeah, and I, I had a kind of similar story to uh Vicky's um I started recording my own music, doing rapping stuff at around age 18. And I started getting involved in the metal scene uh, in Montreal, in my hometown, uh, around the age of 19. And that's where I joined this band called Hasta La Muerte. It was my first original project that was taking things a little more seriously than anything else I did at that point in time. And we put out our very first uh, single and music video uh, for our song, Pour Another Shot. And from there, I got contacted by uh, Rich Ward from Fozzie and Stuck Mojo, and he pretty much asked me to start collaborating with him. He flew me down to Atlanta, and it turned out he wanted me to be the singer of Stuck Mojo and work on their last record, which ended up becoming Here Come the Infidels. So I worked on that record with uh, Rich and Andy Sneap. And I, like I said, I got kind of dragged into the music like from the get-go. It was like my very first uh, project got me into uh, an established band uh, with incredible musicians in the industry um yeah yeah and i've been there ever since and it's been a been quite a wild ride <laughs> nice and then uh then you got the wrestling connection there too because you mentioned uh that that's something else that you've been getting into which is cool. yeah yeah 
Yeah, I got trained by uh, Seth Rollins at Black and Brave Academy in Davenport, Iowa, uh, a couple of years ago. So, oh, trying nice. That, trying that. <laughs> nice. Uh, doing a lot of the indie scene and stuff? or Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to do stuff in the Midwest, but uh, things have really been picking up behind the scenes uh, with me uh, in terms of the music stuff, like with Sixth Sense. And Vicky and I run our own agency called Sound Escape Agency, where we take care of other artists, mostly our own projects, and we deal with all the merch and sending that out to our fans directly. Okay, yeah. So you're definitely keeping busy. Really yeah. busy. <laughs> Too busy. And then, uh, uh, Vicky, you mentioned the Agonist, and you guys are getting ready to go hit the road here shortly, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. We have our first tour after this whole pandemic chaos um, with Hypocrisy, Karash Angren, and Hideous Divinity. And um, yeah, it's starting end of April all through May. Uh, Rob is actually joining us on that tour to help out with like merch and driving and teching overall, you know, could use all the help we could get. <laughs> so it's really exciting because <laughs> I'm not one usually that gets excited before tours happen, but it's been so long since we've been on tour and especially the States. We haven't toured the States in 20, since 2017. Wow. So I'm, I'm very excited for this one. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I'm definitely, you know, looking forward to, uh, Hopefully you guys making the, the, the Cleveland area here. Um, uh, now, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was on the, I didn't see it on this. I don't particular think tour, it is. But, yeah. You know, down the line, hopefully. Um, yeah. But I wanted to ask too, like how did, uh, you know, well, first of all, your husband and wife. So how did uh, you guys meet? And then uh, how did Sixth Sense come to be? So we met at Heavy MTL uh, in 2015. 2015. Yeah. I was playing that year and uh, we had, you know, a pass for, for every day, not just the day that we were playing. Um, but I met you the day after we played our yeah, show, the day right? After you guys played yeah. Our show. So we played, let's say, on a Saturday. I think it was Saturday. Yeah. We and Sunday. yeah, next day we went with my band just to, to watch and hang, and it was a slipknot, actually. Yeah, headlining that year. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Rob was there as a guest from uh, Fozzie, Fozzie yeah. right? Fozzie invited yeah. me backstage and yeah. hanging out. And so he was in this band, like he said, uh, Hasta la Muerte, Hasta la Muerte at, yeah. at the time. And I knew some of those guys because they knew members from the Agonist. So we were in the backstage area in the food area. And uh, I think it was his drummer. He was like, yo, Vicky come over here, you know? So like I walked over there. I was like, what does this guy want? You know, he's like, Hey, sit with us. And there were a few people at the table that we knew. And, you know, yeah. I sat like next to Robbie and that's kind of how we met. Yeah. Then we were like glue. We stuck together the rest of the night and <laughs> yeah, got together. We saw Slipknot together. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been together ever since. It's been crazy. Yeah. How romantic Slipknot bringing people together, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. And then you guys decide to tie the slipknot. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're calling it now, the slipknot. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, like, so how did Sixth Sense, like, come together? Then, uh, uh, And then, like, what's the meaning? How did the name come up and all that? Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, this. it was like we didn't intend to do an original project together, but it ended up coming together naturally. Um 
I ended up auditioning for this band at the time they were called Keychain, uh, which was composed of our current guitarist, Bran, and our drummer, Cody. They were in this band, Keychain, and they were looking for a new singer. So I auditioned for this band, uh, hoping to join them. And they sent me three demos uh, that I worked on. And then uh, by the end of it, before I got to the third demo, uh, Bran was like, what do you think about uh, introducing a second vocalist to this band? And I was like, sure. And I think I have just the person. Why don't we ask my wife, Vicky, to uh, be singing here? Uh, and they were a little hesitant. They were like, well, she's really busy with the agonist. Uh, we don't know how that's going to turn out. But, you know, we started working on the songs and then uh, they were like, OK, you know what? It, it, yeah, definitely. We got to move forward with this and <laughs> do whatever it takes to get her on board. So uh, we started working that way. Uh, and the very first song we worked on together was uh, Make Believe. And then from there, we started uh, to keep Vicky's vocals in mind. And I started writing my lyrics in that way moving forward. Yeah. And then and, for the name, and then, how did you come up with that? Yeah. At that point afterwards, I think it was Bran that came to us with this and we agreed right away that like, okay, we should start fresh, you know, uh, because it's a brand new sound that we're incorporating here. And both, you know, Robbie and I have already replaced vocalists in bands. We didn't want to keep keychain going. We wanted to start it fresh, new band, new name. And we had a really hard time coming up with the name like for months. Yeah. We just got nothing. And um, for some reason, I get most of my good ideas in my sleep. I'm not going to say in my dreams because it's not like I dream about it. It's just like I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or something because I drink a lot of water. So that's a given. And then, you know, on my way to the bathroom and back, I just have these ideas sometimes. And I just, the word Sixth Sense came to me. I don't know how or why. And I remember telling Robbie this. I'm like, hey, I thought of a name. And he was like, half, he was asleep. I woke him up. So he was <laughs> yeah, still was asleep. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, Sixth Sense. And he's like, that's stupid. Yeah, Go to like, bed. That's stupid. Sixth Sense? I don't want yeah. to be called Sixth Sense. What is this, a Bruce so, Willis movie or something? Exactly. So we, he woke up the next day. And I was upset at him that he didn't like it. And it turns out he thought I was saying Sixth Sense, like the movie. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, why? Yeah. No, that makes no sense. Yeah. He said, Sick Sense. Yeah, and then then I was like, oh, Sick Sense. That's <laughs> sick. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I loved it. So, yeah, yeah that's how that we got the name. <laughs> nice. Awesome. And then you got the Kings Today EP is uh, is coming out here shortly. And, um, like what was the, uh, you know, meaning behind that name and what's like the message that you're hoping to send with this EP, if there is one. Well, uh, meaning behind that name. I mean, it's a song title. Um, and with the other EP that's coming out as well, it's kind of an AB, like the two EP titles complement each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to say that though. I'm not going to give it away just yet. But uh, yeah, we had these two songs, Kings Today is one and another one. And we were like, this would sound really cool for the title, for the EP, um, more so than the rest of the songs. Mm -hmm. And um, what we hope to pass along, I guess, the message of, of Sixth Sense, to me, it's just listen to our music with an open mind. Um, 
I feel like there's something there for everyone. And if you just sit down with it front to back, you know, really focus on what you're hearing, look at the lyrics. I feel like there's, there's a message there for everyone. And there's some serious um, themes in there that can make people think and make people feel like, hey, maybe I'm not a lot alone in the things that I'm feeling. Because here's this band writing about this stuff that I agree with, or maybe disagree with, but you know, let's challenge these ideas and let's talk about it. And uh, yeah, I think our, our music can be thought provoking, but it can also be very fun and groovy and catchy. So I feel like there's really something there for everyone. And then also going back to the song itself, Kings Today, I think what we mean by like, like the chorus that uh, Vicky sings, it's kind of coming from a place where it's like, we've both been and all of us in the band have been like beaten down by like the music industry in one way or another. And it's just kind of like getting to this point where it's like, we feel we are talented people and we want to be shown some kind of respect, but it's like the way things have been going for us for one reason or another, we've gotten the short end of the stick in a lot of situations. So I think it's like this empowering chorus to like, say like, Hey, we are Kings today. Um, and I think it's very relatable for a lot of people where it's like, you know, life in general just beats every one of us down every single day. It's like you could think things are going well for you and well, they'll throw a curveball out of nowhere and hit you. So it's just like uh, a very empowering song uh, with the chorus. And it's that feeling of like, oh, you know, trying to build ourselves up. And then we're going to continue this story in the future on the next EP mm. as well. So. Yes and no. I was going to say, that is one part of it. A lot of stuff we write, I find, has like a double meaning. Multiple interpretations. Multiple interpretations, depending on who's reading it. So it's like, that's the positive message behind Kings Today. The negative message sometimes is about people that live that way, you know, and they live lavishly and they live like kings thinking like, I'm on top of the world right now. And it's like, you could be there and in a split second, someone else is going to come and kick you off the throne and take your spot. Mm -hmm. So there's also that message there in that song. Yeah. Got it. And I liked, uh, you know, I like what you're talking about with the positive. Cause I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in a recovery program, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, just celebrate 13 years sober. And, oh, congratulations. Uh, you know, it's all about, you know, what, what we have today, one day at a time, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I like the message that like, you know, you're claiming victory today. We're going to be kings today. You know, that's yeah. all we got. You know, I don't know what what's going to happen tomorrow. We might get knocked off the throne. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. But for today, we're going to we're going to claim it, man. And and yeah. I love that. And I and I see your side, too. Yeah, there's people that that they forget because they're always on the throne and somebody's yeah. going to knock their ass off eventually, you know. Yeah, yeah it's, but, it's uh, more like be grateful for what you have because exactly. you never know. So there's, I, I do like that about our music because like sometimes Robbie will write some lyrics and he presents them to me in one way and I'm like, is this what you meant by that? And he's like, no. No, but that works. That works too. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I think art is like that. Art is very subjective and, you know, multiple people can have multiple interpretations. Like even if I write a song as the songwriter in a certain way, but uh, a fan or somebody listening to it takes it in a different way. I think it's valid. I think it's a valid way to interpret it. It's like, well, if that's what our music or anyone's music or art is speaking to you, then who's to say that, that it not. isn't? Yeah, yeah, that it's not. Yeah. And I liked what you said uh, earlier, Vicky, too, about, you know, sometimes, you know, people aren't going to agree with the message you're sending, but you're opening dialogue. And that's something yeah. we've been lacking in 
it, it seems like the world lately, you know, it's just like people yeah. willing to sit down and talk and hear other people out, you know, it's just like yeah. cancel, cancel. If I, if I don't like what you have to say, yeah. it's just like, boom, it's, you're done. It's a very troubling thing that's happening right now. And I see friends that have been friends for a long time, family, just like ruining that relationship because they disagree. And I come from a place where, you know, I'm Greek and Greek people, they're very upfront and honest. Like they don't, they don't care. They're just going to speak their mind. And I don't want to live in a world where I can't do that. Um, I believe that as long as you're not harming another person in this world, causing harm, physical harm, or like severe emotional harm to someone, that you're allowed to feel and believe and practice life the way you wanna you want to. Nobody else should tell you what to do. And you shouldn't tell anyone else what to do either. So it's like, this is what I believe. This is how I want to live my life. And you are free to do whatever you want. Let's celebrate what we have in common as people. Because which is music in a lot of cases. Which is music yep. in a lot of cases. A lot of things. I feel like people are so busy disagreeing they don't realize that they probably agree on nine out of 10 other things, <laughs> Yeah, but they're oh, so yeah. focused on that one thing that like pushes them apart. And it's, it's very sad to see. And and just to add to what Vicky's saying, it's like, we're metal musicians. It's like to keep, that's what the spirit of heavy metal is supposed to be. It's supposed to be the sense of rebellion, the sense of freedom, the sense of challenging ideas, just talking about things. And then at the end of the day, it's all these different, you know, carny, crazy people coming together at shows and just having a great time. And then that's what brings us together that we all appreciate and love music. It's like, no matter what else we disagree on, it's like at the end of the day, let's find some common ground and realize, Hey, we're more alike than we are different anyway. So. Oh, I agree, man. I mean, I loved hearing that from you guys too, because it's been the same kind of like battle I've been living in. Um, You know, I'm retired uh, Navy, you know, and uh, you know, I believe in everybody having their right at their, their chance at the table, their voice heard, you know? Yeah. And um, you know, during the lockdown, it seemed like everybody was doing their talking behind a keyboard, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like we couldn't get out and get face to face. And then it was just like, everybody gets pretty, you know, ballsy yeah. behind yeah. the keyboard. And like you said, so many like close friends and family and people were just tearing each other apart, you know, and, and there's still a lot of relationships of my own that I'm, I'm hoping to eventually heal. But, uh, you know, I remember, um, and these are a lot of people in the music world, you know, that I've uh, formed yeah. relationships with over the years. And then I remember like when things finally opened, like last year, uh, we have incarceration festival here mm-hmm. in Ohio. And, awesome. um, you know, we, we got to have that last year. It was later in the year and all these people that I was like arguing with on social media or whatever. It's just like, which I know you're never going to win somebody over on yeah. social media anyway. So it's not even worth it, but we're there and we're rocking out and Slipknot was one of the headliners last year, you know, yep. and I'm next to these people we are all like rocking out and everything. Yeah. It was like bygones be bygones. We all forgot and we we're enjoying yeah what brought us together and it, yeah and then we actually started having some dialogue afterwards like yeah. well i didn't see your point on this well here's my point on this and it's like you yeah. know it's like everybody gets broad brushed and like okay well if you don't like this then you must be part of this party or part of this track yeah. part of this yeah. gang you know basically yeah. gang affiliation and it's like no man it's just like i just i <laughs> i i don't agree with this and here's why and you explain yeah. to me why you you know yeah it's so. It's it's um 
I think that the real problem with this is that we are politicizing everything and things that don't need to be politicized, like a lot of societal issues, they could just be societal issues. They don't need to be yep. necessarily attached to a political party. And that is a, a, a big problem. And I think another huge problem is that we're in America, at least it's like we have other political parties, but it's the two main parties, right? That everybody votes for. It's like one year you vote for one, they don't do their job. You vote for the other one and like back and forth. A never ending it's cycle. It's a never ending <laughs> cycle. But that being said, I feel like the last few years, it's become very, there's this very strong belief that there's these 10 points, let's say, in society that you have to agree with all these 10 points to be on this political spectrum. And I'm a person that I'm like, I don't agree with all these. I agree with like half of these. And then I look at another political party and I'm like, well, on these subjects, this political party has it right. So I'm just kind of like, why are you placing people in, in a way where it's like, to be here, they gotta agree with all these 10 points. Why can't you be like, I agree with you here, but I agree with you here and I'm somewhere on this spectrum, not on one side or the other, because at the end of the day, we're all different people. We're all very unique and very different. We have a different way of thinking. If we all thought exactly the same way, life would be really, really boring. Yeah, we're, we're all individuals. Yeah. It's a little difficult to just make things so black and white. It's like we're all varying colors and everything and whatnot. So. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I, I mean, even back before, uh, like, let's say Big Don came in the picture and it seemed, yeah. you know, everybody really lost their minds um, even more there. But I mean, I would watch both parties, you know, and I'm always like, you know, I'm going to vote for who I feel the candidate is best for our country, my children's future yeah. for yeah. everybody. It doesn't matter. I'm not like party line guy, you know? Yeah. But I also notice going back to uh, pro wrestling Seems like a lot of these guys, you know, are in back in the locker room before they come out. All right, today you're going to be the heel and I'm going to be the face, you know, and we're going to take yeah. this, you know, but they're all part of the same organization. Really, they're all bought and paid for yeah. like by the same, you know, multi-million dollar company, you know, yeah. it's all a circus. It's yeah. like, and they all come out and just put on a show for us, but they, you know, not as good. They ain't coming off the top ropes or just coming from their little <laughs> seats and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So the, the moral of the story is turn off the news and watch pro wrestling instead. <laughs> You'll exactly. have a better time. You'll have a happier ending. You know, yeah. it's eventually the good guys win and you feel yeah. good. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but, uh, but speaking of like, kind of, uh, is it kind of, I guess a good segue, maybe, maybe not, but you know, um, like what could be opposing issues, but not saying that your marriage is like that or anything, but, What's it like working together as husband and wife? Now you guys are creating music together. You've kind of said like you do see like Robbie will write some lyrics and he'll mm -hmm. be coming from one way and you'll see yeah. another side. Um, but then you have to go on the road eventually working with the band, you know, and you have other members contributing yeah. and then say one day Robbie leaves his dirty socks out, you know, and you're pissed off. And how, how do you keep that from, you know, getting on the tour bus and affecting, you know, how do you guys yeah. work together, work out all your stuff so it doesn't affect the, the whole crew? Well, 
First of all, it would probably be the other way around because he'd leave the dirty because he's obsessed with laundry. <laughs> like, cleanliness. like, let me tell you, that laundry basket is, isn't even full all the way. And he's like, I'm going to do laundry. I'm on top of it. And I'm like, Robbie, just wait for the basket to fill up. What are you doing? So no, but jokes aside, to answer your question, yeah. uh, in the circumstances where we actually have been working with the other uh, band members in person. We just all have a good time. It's really like this has been the first band that I've ever been a part of where everything has been seamless. Like everybody seems to be on the same page. I love these guys. It's like I've known them for like years and yeah. years. And we're just we're like a big family. It's like a big, nice family. And then if there is any like tension between Vicky and I, for whatever reason, we she has a very sarcastic well we both have sarcastic personalities so we just make jokes about it like if we're ever arguing we just take it in a positive light and take everything with stride and yeah and fun. and i will just say you know because i've been like in the agonist let's say for like eight years uh obviously like we're actually married so it's a little stronger but any band relationship dynamic is almost like a marriage like it is you are in a relationship with another four or five individuals, especially when you're on tour, everybody's different. They have different strengths, different weaknesses. Certain things are going to piss you off about their personalities and vice versa. But you just have to have that respect and understanding that everyone isn't exactly like you. And if you have a problem with someone or something that they did, it's better to pull them aside and be like, hey, can we talk about this? before it builds up inside of you and you just explode on them one day. And uh, just having that respect and open line of communication can really benefit you in the long run. Yeah, I love that. And then, uh, you know, you're talking about being one big happy family. Uh, you know, I was catching up on, on some of your videos and um, <laughs> the Kings Today uh, video, you know, it's like, Nobody's leaving the dinner table till mama gives permission to leave. It looked like, you know, and then, you know, come yeah. on, you, you should know not to wear white on spaghetti night, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Kings today is, is one of the songs that in the lyrics, it's exactly what we were talking about earlier with people having unnecessary arguments and bringing those to the table, literally and figuratively <laughs> yeah. that, that's why at the end of the video, you know, we, we have the fight and we sit down. We're like, Robbie's like, hey, who wants pie? You know, we can all agree on pie. Yeah, yeah. Everything's yeah, yeah. cool. But that's we we wanted to do that with the food fight as like a visual representation that. We're here, we're a family and we're fighting for no reason. Yeah, it's really trivial problems, like I say in the lyrics, where it's like a lot of times we're just fighting for the sake of fighting. And it's like, what are we fighting for? It's like we have enough stress to worry about on a daily basis, just surviving, paying our bills, making sure everybody's healthy. It's like all this other stuff is like fluff, like just take care of yourself and try to be free and like enjoy your life because it's short, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So what was the symbolism then with the teddy bear? What, what, what's the meaning <laughs> behind again multiple meanings Vicky you want to take this one me <laughs> like for for me it's like um I saw our mascot who's been named Delhi the bear since the video came out yeah. he is Delhi is kind of like this representation of an outsider looking in kind of like uh, I always use uh, the social media and as an analogy for him it's kind of like how you can see people arguing on social media and then it's out of to the public and other people are just observing watching people bickering about whatever issue and it's kind of like that outsider looking in and not even saying anything just being there this 
Mm -hmm. ominous presence just just around it's like one aspect's that another aspect is like he could be the imaginary problem like when when him and our bassist sam are fighting because they're sitting next to each other it's like the bear could be the imaginary problem that's bothering sam you know it's like doesn't exist but he's so focused on it yeah we don't have the elephant in the room we have deli the bear in the room so (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. the, the bear could be that outside fan that thinks they know everything that's going on and yeah. that their opinion matters so much behind the keyboard and then it's yeah. and so it really set things. off your bass player yeah <laughs> yeah the bear is whatever people want the bear to be <laughs> so um do you guys ha- i mean you're getting ready to go on the road with agonist but do you guys have plans to uh eventually take six cents on the road or are you looking to one day oh for sure absolutely uh given like all our experience and our previous projects and you know having worked together in person we know we are going when the time comes we are going to be putting on a a tremendous live show and i think it's going to be a lot of fun and like as vicky and i do on our twitch streams that we we have our own twitch channels and we're streaming like five days out of the week and our audiences are seeing that even if we have serious topics in our songs uh we're actually very fun people and like our banter is fun and sometimes we'll collaborate and do uh covers of songs together and we're just having a good time and we'd like to think that when we finally do play live shows that's what it's going to be it's going to be like a very positive and uplifting environment even if the music we're we're uh putting out is a little serious we'd like to think it's still fun as well but definitely our live show it's going to be like a lot of fun and our personalities and our relationships are going to shine through uh but and, no rush for them. Yeah. But. And and I really want to say that on that note that I feel like it's a lot easier to pass along a message to someone in a fun, lighthearted way instead of trying to shove it down people's throats. Yes. And, you know, we, we're doing music because we love music because it's fun. It's entertaining. We're not doing it to try and be some social justice warriors ourselves. So it's like we write about the stuff that's important to us and we put that on paper, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, hey, if someone just wants to listen to our music because it's groovy and they want to scream along to it and sing the lyrics for the catchiness of it, but they don't really necessarily care about the lyrics, you know, it's just about the music for them. That's That's fine fine. too, you know? So we're just, we're just doing what feels right to us. And I think that will translate in the live setting. We're going to be having fun. And if it gets people thinking and looking at our lyrics and our messages, then that's awesome. Yeah. And I'd just like to add, there's no obligation to agree with us. And then at the end of the day, you know, we're self-aware. We're just entertainers. So (laughs) we're here to provide art and music for you, for you to enjoy. It's not for any other reason other than that. But if we can provide any positivity, we hope that people see it through our lyrics and we're coming from a good place. We don't mean any harm by anything we ever say or do. Nice. And um, out of this uh, latest EP, is there a particular song on there that you're just like looking forward to being able to play in front of a live crowd? Ooh, for a live song. Hmm. Uh, Probably Forgotten Days, our latest single. I would actually like to perform that live because that song out of all of them probably means the most to me on a personal level. you know, I'm putting my heart on my sleeve with that one. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun to perform that one live for me. It's funny. So I'm going to actually say what is Rob's favorite song on the EP. <laughs> it's Heart of Stone. 
I'm anxious to play that one live because I feel like it's a very anthemic song and it's written for the fans and the people supporting us all these years. And it's got that chorus when it hits, it's like soft and uh, bouncy. And I feel like it's a song that you would like wave your hands with lighters in the air, lighters (laughs) in the air, even though it's not a ballad, you know? So I I feel like that song would translate live really, really well. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun with the vocal interplay we got going on too. in that one fans will appreciate it. Yeah. Nice. And then will Deli the Bear be joining you guys on the road? Everyone keeps asking us. I think we're going to have to take him on the road at this point. <laughs> He's going to have to quit his day job and that's it. He's going to be working for Six Cents full time. You have no like money a... in it, but people will love you. <laughs> Do like kind of like a, a guar type thing and have him throw spaghetti at people in the audience or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they, who know? knows? <laughs> we'll do our best. We'll do our best. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we've been on, uh, we went over our, our mark a little bit, but if you guys have uh, a little bit more time, I got a couple questions I, that I normally ask my guests that I'd like to run through with you guys. That's cool. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah, do let's it. Go. Talking about like uh, music, uh, inspiring others and connecting with people. Is there any particular songs from other artists that have been, uh, you know, some of your fi- like very inspirational that's helped mm-hmm. you out in some dark times and picked you up? Uh, that's like a regular go-to on your playlist. Like, hey, baby, this is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy, and I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well, then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, proteins, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% 10% off their orders when using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash BOONDOG10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your friends from today's Boondoggle sent you. I personally don't have that. Like, there have been a lot of artists and songs that helped me, like, through a particular time in my life. But I don't have that, like, playlist, like you mentioned, that I go back to in certain times and i think that's just because i'm i've always been all over the place with my musical taste and it's just like it depends what i'm feeling in the moment and i choose the band or the style of music that i want to listen to um but i don't have that you know one band or one song that i go back to you know 
for me, I, I, I have a different response. Yeah, yeah. For me, I always go back to um, my, my biggest influence. Like I love Slipknot and Corey Taylor's lyrics. Um, so like, I would say like just a song like wait and bleed. I just, everything like he's written on those two albums, uh, Slipknot, the self-titled one in Iowa, it, it speaks to me and it's very relatable. And it, it got me through a really dark, uh, time period in my life uh, when I, I found them and I started listening to them. So I always appreciate it. And it, it always gets me out of like dark times and it motivates me in my way. You know, I like, I love the idea of taking something negative that happened to you. And this is yeah. what I like to do with my lyrics and turning it into something positive, like turning it into a song. It's like some people in this life, they'll have stuff bad happen to them and use it as an excuse to do bad to other people. And it's like, there's yeah. two ways of going about it. You can have something negative happen to you and be a negative person and do even more negative things to others and hurt them. Or you can learn from it, grow, realize, hey, this can be used to make me stronger and learn from it and become a better person and give back to the world in a better way. So. I always like that. And I, I feel that's what Corey does in Slipknot. And I'd love to do the same with my band, Six Sense and anything else I do in life. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, um, the longer I've been in recovery, the longer it's like, I used to have the, the poor me attitude for things that happen to me in life. But as I've been longer in my journey and work in my program and stuff like that, we get some new people that come in and they're right in the middle of where I was. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, using my experience, strength, and hope to walk them through it instead of, you know, yeah. still dwelling and hurting others, you know? So yeah, yeah. I love that. It's awesome. Um, and then um, three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today. Ooh. Three people, not yeah, like three musicians. People. Three people. Three people. <laughs> uh, I, I I could answer this one. I um so um like I don't mean to be corny or cheesy, but my number one person who's inspired me the most is my wife Vicky. Uh, she's brought me out of a lot of things and uh, helped me be the man I am today. Uh, not to get emotional about it. Oh. And then <laughs> sorry. And then um I I love these guys for doing this for me, but uh, I also wouldn't have met Vicky in the first place if it wasn't for uh Rich Ward uh, the guitarist and my bandmate in Stuck Mojo for finding me and giving me a chance and uh their manager uh, Mark Willis for also teaching me a lot of the things I know today and I implement on a daily basis uh, for myself and anybody else I'm working with it's all thanks to Vicky uh, Rich Ward and uh, Mark Willis yeah those are my three awesome uh, three people I mean I hate that you went first because he, he said me and now like I feel like I'm going to be extra corny if I say him, you know, but yeah, it's uh, I want to say this in, in a way that doesn't sound uh, complainy, but like being a woman in this industry, um, it's it's rare that you'll find a lot of males and especially um that you're dating, that you're with as a spouse that will uplift you and put you on a pedestal instead of like compete with you. Um, I've had relationships with other men in the past where like, I felt like when I was doing really well, or they felt like I was doing a bit better than they were in music, they were happy for me. But like, there was that underlying like jealousy almost, or that like, 
I want you to do well, but I have to be doing better than you. And as a person that like, I feel like I have a lot to give in the music world. And I feel like I'm a really good musician, naturally, just like my God given talents, I've, I've made the most out of them. But I feel like I wasn't able to flourish unless I was in an environment where the people around me would be like, do your thing, be you and shine, you know, and Robbie has been that for me. So, yeah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's Robbie. And then I want to say like some of my bandmates in the agonist as well, that just like welcomed me with open arms and just over the years have trusted me to, to do more and more and just had my back and been like, yeah, Vicky knows what she's doing. She's a great singer. She's a great musician, performer, all these things. And uh, again, it goes back to the having these males that aren't threatened by your shine or whatever, which it, I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining, but it is a strong thing in this industry. And a lot of men that are coming out and saying like on social media, like celebrate women, women in metal. I have met a few and they are not like that behind the scenes. You know, they are very much celebrate women, but I'm going to be bigger and better than you, you know, so not to get negative, but when you do find people like that in your life, you got to like hold on to them really tight because they are, you know, one, one in a few really. And, um, I guess finally I, I would say my dad, um, probably should be at the top of my list to be honest with you, because I, um, I'm really grateful for my dad for like, not spoiling me in life. Cause like I grew up and he had a really difficult like childhood and he came to like the, the States as an immigrant and all that. And like had to really, really, um, fight. I'm getting all teared up. Damn it, Robbie. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. And he, he got, he became really successful. Like, you know, I grew up, I didn't struggle as a kid. Like we had money. We weren't like the richest, uh, house on the block by any means. Um, I had like classmates that were a lot more well off than, than we were. Um, but my dad never spoiled me. Like he was never like, here, you can have whatever you want. Like everything that I wanted as a kid, I had to fight for it. And he would say like, no, 20 times before he finally said yes. And I think the reason he did that was like as a test to see like, do I really want it? Or is it just this like toy thing that I saw on TV that it's like, mm -hmm. every kid has to have this. Can I have it? You know, so if I gave up, after a while, I stopped badgering him, like, can I have this? Can I have this? Then, you know, it wasn't a waste. But then when he saw me, like, really fight for something, it's like, okay, you can have that. And, like, one one of those things was, like, my first keyboard. Um, I remember driving back from his work, I think, one day, and I was with him in the car, and I saw, like, like a guitar center. And I was like, hey, Dad, can we can we go in and, like, check out what they have? And, like, my dad being my dad was like, okay, we, we go in, but we're not buying anything. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's just go inside. And, um, for some reason I was like eight or nine at the time. I just gravitated toward like the, the piano section where they had like keyboards and actual pianos and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, the sales associate came by, how can I help you today? And we actually landed on this like starter keyboard, uh, Yamaha, $300, whatever. And like my dad caved, he's like, okay, 
fine. We'll get you this keyboard. And I don't know what it was that possessed me that wanted this keyboard so bad. <coughs> I guess I knew I wanted to be a musician before I knew I wanted to be a musician. So <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. you got me teary eyed too. Ah. I'm, a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a I'm a dad and I got uh two daughters and my oldest, she wants to be a singer. And um, you know, I'm trying to encourage encourage her with that. And then uh and then you got me like thinking because I I, I wish I would have took your dad's uh, stance and waited for twenty asked twenty times because my youngest <laughs> wanted a keyboard like a couple Christmases ago and it's yeah. sitting like right over here off camera. And <laughs> You know, I'm trying to learn how to use it for the podcast or something because it hasn't really gotten much use. But yeah, um, but yeah, um, good oh, stuff. Nice. <laughs> and then speaking of uh, like childhood stuff, favorite toy as a child. Uh, Ooh. Oh, oh, I know. It's not it's not even a toy. Rollerblades. <laughs> yeah. Rollerblades. Oh, yeah. I, I love like like I was the kid. That I was in middle school too, and I would go out with my rollerblades, and kids would make fun of me because they felt like we're in middle school now. We're we're young adults, you know. What are you doing with your with your rollerblades? That's something kids do in elementary school. And I'm like, I'm 13, I'm 14. I still want to have fun. I'm not in a rush to grow up. So I just I just loved rollerblading as a kid. Like I felt like it was like a I like biking too, but rollerblades, like I felt like you were going faster almost, even if you weren't, I don't know. I, a big sense of freedom whenever I would rollerblade, I guess. And then for me, um, I had this uh, stuffed animal that my godmother Connie gave me, Buddy. I had the stuffed bear and it was a, uh, or no, it was stuffed bunny, stuffed bunny. He was a stuffed oh. bunny, like a teddy bear. And that was my that favorite was the original deli. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I didn't have an original deli. I had a bunny. <laughs> That's right. what it was for me. And then um, any message that you have for our military members currently serving overseas? Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for all you do and your sacrifices. Uh, it means a lot. You you are the true heroes <laughs> yeah. out there, and we appreciate your sacrifices. Thank you. I Yeah. I often feel like I do what I can through my music because that's the most that I can do. I can't imagine what that is like putting your life on the line for, for your family and your country. So like we are extremely grateful. Awesome. Thanks guys. So if, uh, um, before we get ready to wrap up, if any, uh, the audience and, and, uh, people out there like new to hearing about you and want to know more or, uh, you know, support you guys or pick up the new EP and stuff like that, where would you send them? Oh, I would say uh, our website, uh, soundescapeagency.com. You can find Six Sense there and all our socials there and the rest of our clients as well, like uh, The Agonist, uh, Vicky yeah. Solo stuff. Uh, you can find us on Twitch. Uh, we both stream regularly. Vicky streams three times a week, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I stream Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we both do uh, live vocal performances of our original music and uh, covers, and we take requests. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, Vicky has built a great community there. And yeah, just come hang, you know. Yeah, we're, and then you we're know, easy, we're very accessible and easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> and also, just like all our social media with Six Sense, you know, go follow the band or subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are DIY, like the website that 
uh, Rob mentioned. Um, we run Sound it Escape. ourselves. Yeah, soundescapeagency.com. It's like a, a merch store that we started for all our projects because we ship everything here from home ourselves. Like there's our EP, Kings Today. Um, so yeah, if you want to pre-order it. And then just all our social media, you know, Instagram, YouTube. TikTok. Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, all these platforms. If you follow the band, it's the best possible way to just stay in touch with what we do. And because we are DIY, even that, you know, one or two people that will follow us daily, it, it really means a lot and it's helping us grow. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. And then uh, like one last favor before I let you guys go, you mind cutting a promo ID for the show? Sure. Just introduce yourselves and you're listening to today's boondoggle. All right. All right. Yeah. Cool. This is Six Sense. I'm Rob the Ripper, and this is Killer V. And you're listening to today's Boondoggle podcast. Awesome. Thank you, guys. That's great. Um, good talking with you. And, and, and Robbie, we got a great indie wrestling organization here called Absolute Intense Wrestling. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm you familiar. Know? I've heard of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have you out sometime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. I'll hit them up and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Awesome, man. Thanks again for your time, guys. All right. Thank thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Great chat. Loved hanging with you. Bye. Go medicate yourself Until you realize there's nothing left You throw it all away I just I don't know what, why I see my reflection but I'm not that guy Each time that I sit, I just can't get up I throw up and I choke, fuck I've had enough I can take no more so I drown the pain Popping pills with my licorice and chewing up a vein It's like a hole so deep, sucking like a grave But you must get the best of me, I'm enslaved Face it on my own This is not what's meant to be My life is Will not change
Incarceration, the biggest music festival and tattoo convention, July 15th, 16th, and 17th, with Core. Disturbed. Breaking Benjamin. Papa Roach. Lamb of God, Seether, Falling in Reverse, Three Days Grace, I Prevail, Black Label Society, Theory of a Dead Man, Avatar, and many more. Incarceration, July 15th through the 17th. Three days of nonstop rock. The historic Ohio State Reformatory. All passes on sale now at incarceration.com. Inmates. Fight that off. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's my, my buddy Rob that I always talk about, you know. He's fisting his chick on the table and shit. And now, how does this tie you into It sounds like you went to one of Bill's parties. Yeah. The rascal house. How does this tie into this girl's day? Well, I sent a package home with all the film and everything in it. Oh, I told my wife. Now, my wife knows. All right, you know, things happen. On what the happens to boy, man? But she goes. Doesn't always stay there. She's driving. She stops at the CBS or wherever, gets the film, or the film has been developed, picks it up, brings all the bags back to the car, and they're just driving out there going to, like, some fucking basket place or something. The tour to factory. Longenberger. Yeah. <laughs> and my mother in law. Oh, there we go. Who's first generation. She's only been in this country like 15 years. You know, they're sitting in the van. And my daughter, who's like eight at the time, starts whipping the pictures out. Oh, there's pictures of Danny from overseas. And she's passing them around. And here's my we know where this is going. <laughs> here's my mother in law going. What, what am I looking at? Hands to my sister. She goes, Oh, that's a fist up some girl's ass. <laughs> 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 and my wife's like, It's. Pass them forward. 
And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall. Brought to you by Today's Boondoggle. Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our website, DomainCLE.com or Today'sBoondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for tuning into this week's Today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into today's Boondoggle.